Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. Well, almost Ken Cook and Mike Mueller. Uh, Mike Mueller right now, Ken Cook, is rebooting his computer or something like that. I have no idea exactly what he's doing, but he's working on his sound because it's that kind of day. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Most of the time it doesn't. But sometimes things like this happen. So, welcome to Social Media Edge. We've been on the show, well, we've been on the air, I should say. Um, I say we. Uh, Ken started it. I joined um, not too long afterwards. Uh, but this is season number nine. That goes way, 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 way back. And episode number 26, which, since Ken's not here, I get to say, doesn't count. It shouldn't be an episode because if you're doing seasons and you're doing episodes, that's great. We basically do this, well, sometimes I'm going to say 52 weeks out of the year. Let's call it 50. Let's give it a good 50 weeks out of the year. Every now and then there's that one week that we're just, we just don't happen. Um, and that just, you know, it happens every now and then. But um, I think we should just count episodes just flat out this is episode number whatever which would put us somewhere around i think the 600s or so i think we've got to be pushing close to 600 or so anyway if you have not listened before you can by the way welcome but uh you can of course listen in on itunes or any of the countless other things that we are uh broadcasting on uh so we get syndicated out to pretty much everything if if it's out there it's out there so you can always go over to itunes you can uh, you want an easy way to do that go to socialmediaedge.com and you can click on the itunes tab and it'll take you right over to itunes and our show and then you can subscribe from there which is kind of a cool thing i listen to podcasts on my uh, itunes accounts probably the only thing i ever do with it um music i tend to do other things but i do grass so, if you are new to the show, and we welcome you, but uh, here's what we're about. Social Media Edge, we talk about, because uh, Ken always says, hey, Mike, what do we talk about? So, I'm doing that part. Um, we talk about business. We talk about social media in ways that it will improve your business. We talk about how to get things done, like today's show is all about how to get things done, how to get things sold, how to you know, how to get across that barrier. Um, but other times we'll talk about security, we'll talk about different advertising um, uh, things. And, oh, I hear somebody. I think Ken might be back. <coughs> You're Maybe doing not. so well. I just, just thought I would listen. <laughs> well, welcome back. Hello, oh, man. Yeah. It was one of those mornings. I, you know, uh, I heard Mike tell you guys, it's, uh, most of the time things go off nice and smoothly, but 
Occasionally, they they just don't. And for some reason or another, my uh, expensive gear wouldn't work, so I'm using a dumb phone <laughs> oh. to call into the show today. Yes, I'm using mm-hmm. a Samsung Rant. I believe it's uh, circa 2000, maybe. I, I don't know. It's a flip phone. Yeah. 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 Great, Gets the job done. That's the important part. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I heard you tell the folks what we were going to talk, talk about today and, and the things that we normally talk about. So I think today is going to be a really good show for uh, marketers, entrepreneurs, small business people that are trying to be heard above the din, above the roar of all the other social media noise that's out there. And isn't that the struggle that we mm-hmm. all face, Mike? Yep, signal to noise. Yeah, there's there's a lot of noise out there, a lot of noise. And and you were talking about how long we've been on the on the air. We we actually became, and I saw it this morning, um, pro subscriber, whatever it's called, pro uh, broadcasters on Blog Talk Radio in December of uh, 2008. So uh, yeah, we, we could say that our first real official birthday is is December of 2008, but we did uh, actually start uh, in August of 2008. That's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Uh, Mike, you're you're we have kind of on power. the run. We have, yeah, we do. We have staying power. You, you're kind of on the run all the time. So I know that today's topic is going to be really important because it's all about cutting to the chase and, and getting right down to what matters. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. By the way, I have to say, so our show notes, uh, I've been filling in on the show notes just a little bit. I've got a couple of news items. I've got my tool tip of the day, and I don't want to miss those, which also means you're going to have to have a tool tip of the day. That's right. You are absolutely correct, and uh, I'm going to work on that (laughs) (laughs) right now. Well, while we are, uh, I have to, I'll have to defend myself and say that uh, <clears throat> I've been extraordinarily busy with other things and just didn't get the time to put into prep as I normally like to do. Uh, but yes, mm-hmm. Mike is right. We do have we have multiple things that we discuss. We have multiple segments that we talk about in the show. So, Mike, why don't you go ahead with your tool tip, and uh, I'm going to join in. Okay. Well. So if you, if, well, I'm going to say probably the beginning of the year we started this tooltip thing, and I write one, and it, essentially it's Ken comes up with the tooltip, I come up with the tooltip. Typically they're going to be an app, they're going to be a website, they're going to be something, and I thought instantly, and I even voiced my opinion. I said I'm going to run out. I got some great stuff, and I used them all. I'm going to run out, kind of thing. And I keep coming up with new, well, just things that, I mean, it just happens. And the other day, I was actually working, um, I'm sitting in a Starbucks, and I'm working on my computer, and I was actually, um, my internet had gone out at home. So I'm sitting in a Starbucks, and I'm working on my computer, I'm actually getting real work done. And something came up, I forget what it was, but I needed to measure, accurately measure, something and i think it was a was it a case i think it was a cell phone case or something like that um and i needed to find out okay well how how tall is my phone or what have you it was a holder um 
Anyway, so uh, my tooltip is very simply, it's iRuler.net. And uh, I, just did a, I just did a search. Because I can go – so here's – essentially what ends up happening is uh, we're pretty smart. We're pretty techy. When it comes to an image, how big is that image? We've got that. That's not a problem. We can go, oh, yeah, that's, you know, 600 – and we go by pixels typically, you know, 680 pixels by 430 pixels. And we could do that, like, instantly. But when it comes to physical, real measurements, like – how big is my iPhone? <laughs> you know, as far as that goes, that all of a sudden I was stumped. I don't have that. I don't have that capability. Well, iRuler.net is very simple, very easy. You just bring it up. doesn't matter what size browser you've got or what have you. And you can then turn around and hold whatever it is up to the screen and go, oh, all right, that's seven inches. Oh, got it. Perfect. And just just a dumb, it really is, just a dumb little site. But someday you're going to be in that position, and all you have <laughs> is your computer. It'd probably work on a phone. I bet it would work on a phone. I guess it works on anything that has a screen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one thing, uh, while you were talking about that, one thing that gets me is I have clients that will tell me, uh, you know, on my such-and-such uh, computer, I can't see this element on the page, or this element moves to the wrong right. location. I said, "Well, what's your pixel dimension?" They don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. sometimes I need to know what exactly I need the pixel measurement of their screen. Uh, so is that mm-hmm. something that would work for that? Yeah. Well, actually, what it does is it picks up whatever your browser is set at. Right now, it's hey, I'm a 15.7 inch wide. Actually, that's probably diagonal, uh, 1280 by 800. And mm-hmm. so it says that right actually on the screen as well. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly what I need. Good good tool, good tool. Um, mine's actually kind of related to what we're going to be talking about on the show today. And have you ever wished that you had somebody, I know you work alone most of the time, and I'm sure you, you bug your wife from time to time and say, honey, what do you think about this? Or you bug a friend and you say, can you give me an idea, a little feedback on this or whatever? Um, how many times have you been thinking about a title for a blog post and you thought, I wonder what people would think about this? I'm, I'm sure that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> you can rest easy because TitleTester.com lets you go to their site create a couple of titles, publish them, just the title, and then people will vote on uh, which one of those titles is most likely to make them click, which one's the easiest to read, which one's the easiest to understand, and those type of things. TitleTower.com. Wow. Yeah. You know how much it costs, Mike? Is it our favorite price? It is. It's, it's exactly yeah. uh, it's exactly <laughs> that price. Um, you you can upgrade, of course. If you're a professional writer, what do they call them? Uh, uh, clickbait. If you're a clickbait writer, uh, you can subscribe mm-hmm. to it uh, and get extra uh, votes and things like that. But they got a little test opportunity there for you. And I, I like think that. That's fabulous. Don't have to. Uh, don't have to guess anymore. Well, and this comes when you. 
so this isn't in every single post that you write. You know, for some people, I'm going to say, and, and people who write a whole lot, no, you're going to get a pretty good idea. But for that, that what they're a new word these days is cornerstone for that cornerstone content that you're going to. This is, you know, what I've got a post that's in draft right now that's somewhere around five thousand words. This would be that kind of thing where I would like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would help you to know before you hit the publish button because once you hit publish, it goes into uh, Google. Pretty much sucks it up immediately. Uh, and then mm-hmm. if you have a title change later, that really affects your SEO as well. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's good. Uh, you know, it comes that time in every show where you've got to know what's happening. Mike, you said you had a couple of items, and I do too. So go ahead with your items, and I'll chime in with mine. Awesome. So, well, I've got some friends that are um, into this new uh, version of cryptocurrency, Ethereum, and I kind of, all right, you guys go do your thing and and all that kind of stuff. But it's catching a whole lot of headlines. And, you know, actually, I've got a developer friend who used to work in the finance business, and he is all about not, (laughs) not Ethereum. He's He's very happily uh, coding for Bitcoin type stuff. Um, essentially, it's different, a whole bunch of different things. But uh, Ethereum's kind of like this new, wide, wild, wild west thing. And uh, if you're not familiar, you don't. I, this probably doesn't really matter to you as far as that goes. But um, a hacker just essentially stole 7.4 million bucks that's US dollars worth of ethereum by simply he the whole cryptocurrency thing and and all the security and all that kind of stuff all he did he bypassed all of that and he just there was an auction that was happening and basically you just sent money to this cryptocurrency address he just hacked the website and changed changed the email address, if you want to call it that, for people to bid. And so everybody was sending him, well, quite a lot of money, and they don't know who Yikes. he is. It's gone. <laughs> Sounds like they need to hire a professional tracker. I, you know, they're they're on it, and as far as well as as best they can. But hey, their website got hacked. It was the lowest hanging fruit, and it was the easiest yep. thing ever. And yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, talking about hacking and things, we are getting to live in a much, much more. Um, connected nation. The world, somewhat. But Mm -hmm. America is kind of, uh, you know, the United States, Canada, we're kind of unique in in a lot of ways. We have networking on top of networking on top of networking. Have you Mm -hmm. you ever heard the term mesh net? But just think about uh, a spider web. Okay. Think about all the points that it's interconnected. And that, uh, on a, a macro level, that describes the Internet, right? I mean, it's 
mm-hmm. kind of like a spider web. Well, on a micro level, even in our homes and between our cars uh, and between our refrigerator and our dryer and our security devices and, and our headphones and our printers and all those things, we have another uh, net that is a local network where all of these things are connected. We're into an age now where, you know, Bluetooth is good for up to a maximum of about 30 meters, so about 120 feet. That's really, and I've really never gotten anything close to that. I'm generally at about 40 feet maximum uh, with Bluetooth devices. But just think about as we are driving around town in a busy city, uh, you know, you live in a, a fairly or close to a fairly populous area. I live in a fairly mm-hmm. populous area. We have, you know, there's just in my immediate neighborhood, there are a couple hundred thousand people within a, a short walking distance. So there are a lot of people with a device in their pocket, devices in their car, devices on their head. Just think if all of those devices were interconnected, Mike. Just let that sink in for a second. That's a pretty yeah. dense spider web. Well, that's that's where we are because now we're talking about actually using that Bluetooth mesh net to keep devices connected with each other. So now we're talking about sharing that Bluetooth mesh net. Are you a uh, are you a science fiction movie fan? Uh not really. How how about Terminator? Do you remember that movie? Yes. And you remember Skynet, of course. Yes. I well, remember that's kind the of what day we're it became about. self-aware. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that's kind of what we're talking about here. So right now, not in the future, but right now, our cars mm-hmm. are connected. Um, you know, our cars tell us where, they're, where they've been, where they're going. They can connect to Google Maps and find or whatever you're, you know, whatever you're wired for. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Myra's car has a six-station Wi-Fi built into it, so everybody can mm-hmm. be in there using their own device and, and connected and things. So that's where we are right now. And, and my news bit about that is before we actually get into that fully, it's time for people to start getting educated on personal safety and security and, and how those things can be um, locked down to help you secure yourself. Uh, but Engadget has right. a really good article about it this week. And if you go over to Engadget and just uh, search Bluetooth Mesh Networking, you'll really, uh, you'll really see what I'm talking about. And uh, it's not a scare tactic thing. It's just, you know, you need to be able to, uh, need to, be able to pay attention to this. Wow, I will. You might. <laughs> I'm actually in Engadget and searching, and there it is. There's the article. From yesterday. Hey, did you hear that Google Google Glass is back? No. <laughs> yep. While you're at uh, Engadget, go ahead and check uh, Google Google Glass. There's a good article about it over there uh, as well. Google Glass is back, and they've made some changes on it. And uh, you know, I, I think it's a great idea. I think it, it was a little spooky at first because everybody mm-hmm. goes to the uh, the uh, wild uses of things when they first come out, but uh, I think now that uh, people know what they are, they're more aware of them. I look kind of look forward to seeing some of those around. Okay, more glass holes. 
I love that word. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I was talking about. It's exactly what I was talking about. But I would love it if I had a pair that could help me find the item I was looking for at the at the grocery store. I guess. <laughs> hey, we're gonna, we're going to take a little short break. When we get back, we're going to jump into today's topic. So hold tight and uh, listen to this. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website. I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website, and then... I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out areweconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. Frustrated with your website? Can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. Yeah, I like making things work for me. Hey, uh, Mike, you know, we talk about SoundCloud on the show from time to time. Um, mm-hmm. I love SoundCloud. You know, it's, it's there's a price to it if you want well, to it's it gonna, professionally. But uh, it's going to be past found in your news bits. Well, SoundCloud um, has run out of money, uh, essentially. They've got, I think, uh, somebody read an article. They've got like 40, 50 days left. And just, I mean, not much anybody can do about it. And after that, they're just probably going to shutter their doors. So uh, the Internet Archive, archive.org, uh, has stepped up and said, you know what? We can save some of this. Um, because there's a lot of SoundCloud. It's been around for quite a while, um, and you know I I probably listen to SoundCloud every single day. Um, but there's a lot of crap. We talk about signal to noise. There's a lot of crap on SoundCloud, and there's also some really rare, fabulous recordings that have been uploaded. So um, they started looking at it, and they are thinking, you know what? This is huge, and we just don't have the space (laughs) to do that. So essentially what they're doing is um, if they were to take all of SoundCloud and download SoundCloud's entire library, uh, it's one petabyte or one million gigabytes is what the article says. And yeah, but you know what? Storage is cheap. It should be. Yeah, that's what now. I would think. Yeah, <laughs> but that would cost the Internet Archive one and a half million to two million to store all of that. So I guess it's not that cheap. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money. 
that's a little more than than my budget. And you know that that does remind me too. I have a recording on my SoundCloud of uh, my wife and her sister uh, and one of the elders from their tribe speaking in their native tongue. And uh, I need to get oh, that off fabulous. before it goes away. Yeah. 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 So very simply, you can just go and you can, you know, just the download button on on individual things. And of course, I'm a deadhead, so uh, I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm saving them over into my hard drive, some of mm-hmm. my favorites uh, that I didn't record that somebody else recorded, and at least we've got that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no law against keeping it for yourself. Uh, let's kind of switch mm-hmm. over to the topic because I think this could get a little bit involved. I'm not really sure. Um, it's something that we talked yeah. about from a different perspective before, and that is how do you create a title and a tagline that actually lead mm-hmm. to a transaction? Um, I mean, unless you're just doing this for therapy, chances are you have, uh, you know, if you want your business to succeed, it doesn't matter if you have a driveway resurfacing company or a, if you have a... Uh, a health food online store, if you sell real estate or, or what you do, obviously the purpose, I mean, I don't know any businesses that have a website that they don't want to generate sales from. Can you think of an example of one of those? Uh, no. Mm-mm. Not even a proctologist. <laughs> <laughs> no, they want people to come into the office. Um so I was thinking back, you know, for many, many years, things didn't change. We had all through the 1800s and 1900s, you had people that went door to door, and they set up roadside stands, and they uh, they mailed out postcards, and eventually the telephone came around, and, and the, the yellow pages, and everybody wanted to be in the yellow pages. But, you know, there's one common thing, one common thing about all those people, and I'm going to use the example mm-hmm. of going to the ballpark or to the hockey arena. While you're there, there you go. somebody walks through the crowd, and well, I don't know if they do it at hockey arenas. I've never seen it, but they do it at the ballpark. So they, they walk through the crowd, and they yell something. They yell, hot dogs, or they yell, cold beer, uh, or they mm-hmm. yell, Coca-Cola, peanuts, whatever, popcorn. Have you ever noticed that generally it's just one person like one dude has hot dogs, another dude's got yeah. sodas. Maybe a lady comes out with yeah. uh, popcorn. They just mm. they have that one thing. How do they? How do they make all these sales? Well, the one thing I noticed about them is you don't hear the popcorn vendor yelling cold beer, and you don't hear the hot dog vendor yelling um, cotton candy. Mm-hmm. They're they're sticking to their topic, and isn't that one of the biggest things that we see, even with our clients, Mike? It is um, narrowing it down as far as that goes, getting getting specific, um, and that's that's exactly exactly what you're talking about. I, you know, you go to the arena, and all of those people now work for this. That all comes out of the same. You know, purveyor as far as that goes, whether it's the beer or the peanuts or the you know whatever, and they have all of those people are common employees. They could stack the peanuts and you know all the dry goods could go on one guy's cart. They've got the same number of people working, but it works better when 
the peanut guy is just selling peanuts. And it's the same thing. If you go to the col- the, the carnival, you know, you don't hear the uh, the uh, what do they call the the love uh, ride where you're the kissing tunnel or whatever they call it. The love tunnel ride isn't <laughs> advertising for the bearded lady, and the bearded lady guy isn't advertising for the white tiger. Uh, they're all sticking on topic and focus. Mm-hmm. Guess what else I noticed, Mike? If you go to a major brand website, what do they mm-hmm. talk about on that website? Um, their product? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you go to Coca-Cola.com, <laughs> and they don't talk about Cirrus airplanes. And mm-hmm. If you go to Delta Airlines, they don't talk about, um, you know, candy, uh, Brock's candies. They're all talking about their product. They're very focused. Mm -hmm. And then the really interesting thing is what happens when they switch over to social media? Depends. So most of them will continue pushing that one single product as far as that goes, and talk about that one single product. But, you know, we've talked uh, about other – Yeah, I, I'm just thinking of, like, Wendy's. Wendy's is, as far as Wendy's hamburgers, all over the place, and they'll talk about absolutely anything. And they're just going for that viral buzz um, as far as that goes. But you're not going to see that out of, for instance, Apple. Apple's going to talk about their product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of them have will have a different account for support, uh, free sales mm-hmm. questions, things like that. But for the small individual entrepreneur, um, I totally recommend. Now, with a caveat, they spend the majority of their time tweeting, tweeting about something that is extremely relevant to exactly what they do. Now, they may share an article or something from another, and we'll use the concrete resurfacing, the driveway resurfacing example. Mm-hmm. You know, they could talk about uh, moisture, what it does to uh, concrete, and how freezing and then heating, and how traffic and big trucks and all those things do. And then they may share an article about development in a new, uh, a new formula to keep this from happening. But if they go out and they start talking about peanuts and popcorn and the ball game, they stand at a really good chance of of desaturating or, or uh, watering down their message. So how do you Delusion. do that, Mike, if you have, you know, I like to talk about a lot of stuff personally. For me personally, yeah. I like to talk about a lot of different things. But as far as my business, I really need to be talking about just behind-the-scenes web coding and, and security. I don't need to be talking about anything else. So how do I do that? Do I, how do I separate those out? Ooh, well, you could create separate, so in social media-wise, you could create separate social media accounts uh, for that. So you can have the Ken Cook personal, and then you can have the Ken Cook business uh, account. And, of course, the business would be just stay on topic. That's one way. Sounds simple enough. I don't know why we don't see more of that. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to say, because we deal with the smaller to mid-sized businesses, um, 
if you've got a business right now and everybody's following this one uh, entity on social media, whatever that is, whether that's you know Twitter or Facebook or what have you, and everybody's following it, you're not apt to. It's kind of a scary thing to start up a new thing, a, a new account with absolutely no followers, and say, hey, you know, we're over here now. The fun stuff's over there, and the business stuff, we're over here now. That'd yeah, be, but if you that'd haven't be a little it, bit scary to, to do it. Right at yeah. the beginning. Right from the start. Yeah, but if you didn't do it at the beginning, and here you are today, and you've got 5,000 personal followers, and, and mm-hmm. now Mike and Ken are telling you, when, when is the best time to do it? Well, you can, I think you can do it now, and, but also then you've got to go back to that original account and say, hey, by the way, come on over to this new account. This is where, you know, we're really, we're focusing in on business. Yep. And you got to exactly remind people on a regular basis. Yeah. Do it now. Don't don't wait any longer now that you know that you should separate those out. Uh, you know, we have people in politics that probably should separate their personal business from their <laughs> political business. Uh-huh. Uh, not, not talking about anyone in particular, although we could certainly make some examples. Um, right. But that's, that's, that's uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so some of the things, and we talked about this from time to time as well, Mike, there was this big fad of doing a 365 things in, whatever, 365 things in Atlanta, and then oh, yeah. a real estate agent would pick that up, and then they would blog about, all these things in their area, but I, you know, those things are pretty much gone. They they lasted most of them about 310 days, I think. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> not even. Not even. Yeah, a lot of them made it about 50 days. Uh, first uh, of all, that's a yeah. lot of time and effort, and that's one of those things we used to talk about. This. You can go to a you can go to a big event, you can pay a lot of money, and you can hear people talk, and they will say things that sound great. Because at mm-hmm. the surface, that sounds pretty good. You know, okay, so yeah. people are going to be searching for such and such a restaurant or such and such a uh, nightclub or something else, and they're going to find that, and then they're going to see that I wrote it. I'm a real estate agent, so now they're going to buy houses from me. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think it worked out too well. So that gets away from the peanuts, popcorn, cold beer. Right, And I think once you start doing that, if you've got extra time, if you've got the staff, I have clients that have staff that can go out and do those things for them. Probably not too bad of an idea sure. if you have the resources to dedicate it. But if you're one person, um, it just seems yeah. to me to make a whole lot more sense. If you're selling real estate in uh, a particular zip code, then that's really what you need to talk about. So let's because mm-hmm. I like talking about data that supports things. I don't have access to that data because there are so many different ones. But I know from my clients, and Mike probably knows from his clients, the ones that are very successful are very focused. Wouldn't that be safe to say, Mike? Yeah, and uh, getting down to a niche. They're they're also niche-focused. Um, you know, whether that's a neighborhood 
if we're talking about real estate, whether it's a neighborhood, whether that's buyers or just sellers or whatever their niche is, um, focus on that and get down to that one thing. Yeah, become become a super expert as opposed to a dabbler who dabbles in this and dabbles in that. I don't know about you, but I have a lot of friends that are in the real estate business, and that's something that they also do. So uh, they might be an insurance agent, and they might refinish cabinets, and they also sell real estate. I, you know, if that works mm-hmm. for you, that's great. But you need to be an expert an exceptional expert in each one of those things that you do and talk about those things. And I'm preaching to myself right now as well. I don't know if you're picking up on that because that's what I always do, but become an expert in that thing, stick with it, focus on it. If it ain't working, then fix it. But until you give Mm -hmm. it everything that you can and, and put all your knowledge and all your efforts into it, you never know. And I'll go back and use the example that my wife and I had a very successful business. Uh, the, the, bubble crash knocked us out of or knocked us uh, off the road for a little while but we were very focused on a niche product we had something that we focused on and not many other people focused on it and we rose to the very top and became the top in the state and it really mm-hmm. made a big difference because that's all we ever talked about we didn't even talk about the other stuff right yeah No, you know, I just, I said, yeah, I said that one thing, get down to that one thing, and I just realized, hey, that's the name of a book. (laughs) Really? And Gary Keller, Keller Williams, wrote The One Thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I probably should read that. Uh, I I know Gary's written a lot of books, and I understand they're pretty good. Um, So as we start to wrap up here, Mike, what do you think is the one big piece of advice that the entrepreneur, the solopreneur, the small independent business person needs to take when it comes to um, talking about what they do in the social sphere? Mm-hmm. Well, in in the social sphere, uh, it's uh, stay on topic as far as that goes. Just like what we're talking about. Um, always look for opportunities to talk about your product, talk about uh, whatever it is that you do, whatever that thing is, um, whether it's you know buying or selling or whatever in real estate or widgets or you know what have you, um, just that one thing. Just stay on that and uh, concentrate on that, like you said. And I don't do that, you know, preaching to the choir. That's me too. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, and I think that that helps us from time to time as well. But I just try to keep in mind, if I'm driving from here to uh, Miami, this mm-hmm. I-75 takes you almost that whole way. So if I get off of I-75, I've deviated from my goal. And that's the same, the same way that we ought to think about what is our goal on social media, what do we do, what do we, need, what do we want people to do, and... Uh, I think I've done this exercise multiple times in real-world, live, face-to-face events. I will have people, you know, if we're talking about 20 or 30 people in attendance, I'll say, you got 15 seconds, stand up and tell everyone what you do. 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. That's more time than you actually get on social media. Right. 
what was the last status? I believe the last stat was below five seconds. It was like 3.8 seconds or something. That's all you've got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you, you've got to capture their attention, but uh, you also have to get a point in there, too. <laughs> yeah, when you figure that out, call us up, tell us, and we'll tell the other people. <laughs> <laughs> but it does kind of get back to the hot dog, the hawkers, the the barkers, the carnival uh, uh, barkers, the hot dog hawkers, you know, they get right to the point. The carnival guy, he's got a bunch of people walking past him. He wants you to come in and see. So he's going to tell you, come see the bearded lady. There's only one like her. Come see the bearded lady. Step right up, 25 cents. Done. Yeah. You're either going in or not. And that's the other thing. You can't expect to catch everyone. Not everyone is your client. So if you want to spend mm-hmm. that time chasing down somebody that's never going to be your client by writing about 365 things to do in your city, yeah. Yeah, not me, Mike. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm, I'm also going to say is we left out taglines, and taglines are important too. Um, so like like what you just said, uh, everything about that, but you can get in a little bit more with a proper tagline. So think about your taglines and if you're can i i'm going to go back to breaking news and and that kind of thing um if you've got any sort of third party that posts to facebook um kind of thing facebook is going to well they are automatically removing your ability to go in and change what that tagline might be or that image or what have you and it's a a stop to fake news that they're working on and so you better make sure that your tagline, and that would be uh, in SEO terms, that's a meta description. So if you're writing a blog post or what have you, make sure that your title and your tagline are correct because you can't change it once it heads to Facebook. That's, that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and taglines, if people don't know what they are, I just used one. You know, Step right up, come see the bearded lady. Here comes the tagline. There's no one else like mm-hmm. her in the world. You'll never yeah. see another bearded lady like this one. So the title <laughs> is Come See the Bearded Lady. The tagline is You'll Never See Another One Like Her. So if you're selling real estate, um, I sell houses. That's your that's your pitch line. That's your title. I sell houses in the Chestatee neighborhood for uh, four to seven bedroom 300000 to 700000 price range. That's your tagline. Mm-hmm. So think about what you're going to post. You know, we could probably go on and on about this one, and actually had I actually taken time to do some homework, uh, you could have brought some good examples to the table. So I apologize to the listeners for not being my best today. Um, I, th- I think we still covered some good, good ground, though. Yeah, absolutely. And we're coming up on a birthday. We're actually going to celebrate our birthday in August, uh, I think the third show in August, uh, because we always do a, a end-of-year and holiday show in December, but we'll bring it up again. Mm-hmm. So we are, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll celebrate that in August, and hopefully we'll have some guests on for that. But we'll be back next week, won't we, Mike? We will. Absolutely. So thanks for taking the time to listen, and uh, we always like to say thank you to Kevin McLeod for the music that you hear at the beginning and the end of the show behind the talkers. 
And I think with that, it's probably just about time to say... (laughs) uh, This is the police. Come out with your hands above your head. We have the place surrounded. Oh, not not that one. Not that one. I think it's time to say bye, Mike. All righty. Bye, Mike. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com.